For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Johnny McEwen. Talking all about the Premier League today, uh, look ahead at the weekend of football before us, get some news from the week before, and who knows, maybe you'll learn something here today that could make your weekend a bit better. You yourself could taste the sweet, sweet taste of victory by going to bet online. Bet online is the number one place for all things sports betting. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college basketball, American football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers at Bet Online. Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. And let's us get started. You know, last week we previewed the matches and I highlighted the fixture between Manchester United and Watford, noting that Manchester United hadn't won a match in a month and were hoping to get back on form against a middle table team like Watford. I also said that huge question marks still loom around Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the manager of the club who continued to struggle. Well, it was quite a match last Saturday. Watford defeated Manchester United 4-1 in quite an embarrassing display for the Red Devils at Vicarage Road. Not even an hour after the match, news reports of an emergency meeting between the higher-ups and the club with Oli would take place that evening after the match. And Sunday morning, we all woke up to the news that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had been let go from Manchester United. Three years Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had held the post as Man United manager. He was brought on initially only as an interim manager after Jose Mourinho was fired from the club. It was quite a moment in the whole club's history when he took over and he was only seen as a a short-term option. You know, in my episode from the 27th of October, I did a whole profile on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and I talked about his past at the club, how he, you know, was able to be tapped for this managerial position. And like I said in this episode, and I'll say it now, there was always this cloud of doubt around whether or not Ole was the right guy for the job. After the match against Tottenham, there were questions about whether or not he could carry on and his job security was certainly put into flux after the 5-0 loss to Liverpool the previous week. But the higher-ups at Man U decided to stick with him. Players go on international break, Premier League kicks back off, they face off against Watford, and then the 4-1 loss and this emergency meeting and Ole was officially let go. You know, I think the executives have really mishandled this situation 
only at the fault of themselves of wanting to take great care in handling the situation. Ole is a club legend. He's a guy that the players really like, that fans still really like, that will always remember that goal that he scored that won them the Champions League. He is he is a Man United legend. And so in that same way, they wanted to try and handle this all with some sort of delicacy. He even was asked to give an interview that went out on Man United TV explaining how art just didn't quite work out. And this is incredibly rare. I've never seen a manager who's just been sacked then be given an interview on man, on the team's channel to talk about why it didn't work. No, they're just, their history, they're gone. But there has been this kind of desire to handle the Oligana situation with delicacy, but they've mishandled it for months. Ole could have been sacked, you know, years ago even. So it's been a, a very complicated situation that has ultimately ended with his termination. The 4-1 loss to Watford was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back, and now that he's been let go, the club finds themselves in a spot looking for an interim manager. News has come out in the last couple of days that Ralph Ragnick will be tapped as the man for the job. He's had a very successful career in German football, transforming teams that he's joined from bottom-level teams to top-flight Bundesliga teams. He's, his nickname in football is The Football Professor known for his experience in the world as a manager and he started coaching it back in 1983 just at the age of 25. The plan for Ralph is for him to be the interim manager until the end of the season and then he'll stay on at the club in some sort of football operations role when another manager would be tapped and I think this makes for what could be an interesting dynamic in the summer when Man U are looking for their full-time replacement and whoever comes to the club We'll have to recognise that Ragnick's role at the club, and he used to be the manager, and now he's going to have a say in how things go. And you know, there are pe- there are tons of people who work in football who have a voice in how they feel like the club should be going or whatever else. But when a club like Man U is going to be looking for a top top level manager, and they've got this guy who's been doing it the last six months and keeps coming around, it could make for a challenging dynamic that could detract people from wanting to come and take that job. I think that the executives at Man United have mishandled this situation and have made uh, potentially a bigger problem for themselves in firing Ole now versus sooner. You know, back in October, in the 5-0 result against Liverpool, if the board at Manchester were decisive in that moment, they could have fired him then and then had a lot more options for potential managers to come to the club. Tottenham, not long ago, fired their first-year manager, Nuno Espirito Santo, And because of their decisive action at that time, they were able to replace Nuno with Antonio Conte, former Chelsea manager, and uh, he was at Inter Milan previously. And he's someone who many, myself included, consider a top-level, world-class manager. I'll be honest, I really feel for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He took over the club in what was a really tough time, but for three years he managed with constant question mark hanging over his head. Then Man U showed their commitment to him, offer him a three-year extension signs the contract, and then not even six months into it, he's been sacked. They've had the chance to replace Ole months ago, but they stuck with their guy, even with their doubts. And now they find themselves in this position where they've now got this interim manager coming in and they've found a great replacement. You're always going to attract great people to come to a club like Manchester United, but they have put themselves in quite the position here. The club has said that their top choice for the full-time replacement manager would be Maurizio Pochettino. He is currently managing Paris Saint-Germain. He's got three years left on his contract. 
Lionel Messi has just joined the club. This is his first year there, and they have high hopes for potentially a run at the Champions League. And Paris Saint Germain have have you know big aspirations for their club, and they also aren't that keen on letting him go. They've only just you know been able to get Pochettino into the position, so there could be a bit of a battle in the summer for this managerial position and debate as to whether or not Pochettino will come or not. And it'll certainly be interesting to see how it all plays out. Heavyweights in football will face each other on Sunday. Manchester United, with everything that's been going on, have got to deal with Chelsea on Sunday. And Chelsea could pack a bit of a heavier punch on Sunday as Romelu Lukaku has a small chance of returning to the squad from injury. The Belgian striker used to play for Manchester United before going to Inter Milan, so a reuniting of sorts. I'm expecting a Chelsea victory, but you never know. That's why you play the matches, right? The first match tomorrow will be Arsenal versus Newcastle. Arsenal hope to continue their good run of form, while Newcastle will get to see their new manager in action in the stadium. Eddie Howe has taken over for Steve Bruce. But the biggest story in Newcastle is their new ownership group. This is a much bigger than a football story. The new ownership group for United comes from Saudi Arabia, and it has forced the football community to ask questions of, whether, of these owners and whether or not the country that they come from has too strong of conflicting interests to the Western world in relation to human rights. But there is a seeming indifference in Newcastle to this as the club has struggled for so many years to get back to the relevancy that they once had. And all around them in football, new owners from all around the world have bought their clubs and invested hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds into their clubs. And while the football community is trying to answer these challenging moral questions, in Newcastle, they're just very excited to have this revenue injected into their club. It won't be an overnight transition for Newcastle, but with their new owners, they find themselves with the potential opportunity to get some of the biggest players in the world and attract them just because of the incredible sums of money that they can afford to pay. Certainly, this is an interesting story that I I hope to talk about more in the next couple episodes, but let's get back to the football that's ahead this weekend. Liverpool are coming off a big win last weekend, 4-0 to Arsenal at Anfield, and they hope to continue their good run against Southampton. Dramatic game for them a couple of weeks ago in the loss to West Ham. But after their defeat of Arsenal, Liverpool continues to show why they are considered one of the best clubs in the league. Speaking of West Ham, big fixture on Sunday against Manchester City. Always a scary proposition going up against Pep Guardiola and City, but West Ham will put up a fight as they continue on what's been an amazing season for them. They remain currently in the top four. That could shift after this weekend, we'll have to see. But they've just shown the ability all year to stay strong in defence and sneak away with some one-goal wins. I think that West Ham will certainly be buyers in the upcoming uh, January transfer window. And depending on how the new boss plans to use this Man U roster... I wouldn't be surprised to see Jesse Lingard end up back with the Hammers. He posted a picture on his Instagram recently in a West Ham shirt amid tons of speculations as to whether or not he'd stay at the club. Definitely a player and West Ham are a team to keep your eyes on that will be making moves to improve their squad. 
Norwich will take on Wolverhampton Wolves Saturday afternoon. Two wins in a row for Norwich City in what's been a really tough season for them back in the Premier League. And they are taking on a tough Wolves side who currently sits sixth in the table. Crystal Palace will take on Aston Villa. Interesting time at Aston Villa since the appointment of their new manager, Steven Gerrard. They got their first win with the English legend at the helm against Brighton. And there's a lot of young talent on this Villa side that could keep them competitive in the Premier League. Gerrard also has injected a ton of excitement around the club. And I think we'll see their continued success in the next couple of weeks. If Gerrard can get the most out of players like Tyrone Mings, Danny Ings and exciting youngster from Jamaica, Leon Bailey, Villa will be a tough side for teams to get through. Brighton are taking on Leeds. I think this will be a really good football match. Two pretty even sides. Maybe there's a bit more star power on Leeds, but they square up quite fairly. And Leeds have been dealing with quite a few injuries that has shifted what they thought of their season. The major one being Patrick Bamford, their star striker, who will still be on the sidelines in their match against Brighton. But a couple of players will be returning for their game, so we'll have to see. Brighton have had some injuries as well. But they're experiencing a much better season than the year before. Last season, they were just in a constant relegation battle from the beginning of the schedule. But this year, they're they're sitting comfortably in a, in a good part of the table. So definitely two interesting teams, two interesting moments for these teams to be playing one another this weekend. Brentford will take on Everton. Two teams who have had hot starts but have kind of faded in recent weeks. I'm still really not used to seeing Rafael Benitez at Everton, but such is football. No, I guess nothing's weirder than Antonio Conte at Tottenham for me but that's that's another thing. Everton have been bitten by the injury bug as well but Decore will return in their clash against Brentford and Brentford's new stadium has proved very difficult for the out-of-town team so they'll hope to get a good result there on Sunday. Leicester City take on Watford on Sunday. Of course, Watford are flying high from their 4-1 win against Manchester and will hope to continue their winning ways against a struggling Leicester City side. Leicester, Leicester at the core have a really great structure of a football club, but they've been struggling with results and they're coming off a good win in the Europa League. So we'll see how they attack a team who's also filled with adrenaline and excitement from their last big win. Burnley will take on Tottenham on Sunday. Tottenham are another team that could really try to shake things up before the January transfer window, as Conte has already suggested in press conferences that he's keen to bring some players in, and they are coming off a shock defeat in the Europa League, and I think the side is is really still struggling for its identity. I think Conte will have an effect on this team, and in the next couple of weeks you will see a shift in their results, but it is hard to look at Tottenham in the current form and think that they're a top four side. Burnley are always a tough test, but they've also really struggled with results this year. Just one victory with six draws and five defeats. So that's the preview of this weekend's matchups in the Premier League. Tons of great football to look forward to. One thing I want to mention before I go, I'm currently in the UK and the time difference and TV access has made it impossible for me to watch an event that I've actually been looking forward to for quite a while. And that is the latest version of The Match on TNT, which is a 
new and awesome way of televising a golf event. Tiger and Phil were the first to do the match as it allowed for unparalleled access to the players as they're mic'd up. You see every shot they hit and you see all the moments in between. It really feels like you're a part of the match with them watching along. There have been quite a few incarnations of it as well. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have competed with Bryson and Phil Mickelson. Steph Curry's even competed in it. Peyton Manning, Charles Barkley. And what I love about this tournament is it really just does feel like you're a part of the foursome, like you're joining these guys for a round of golf. Well, literally, as I record this, the fourth incarnation of the match is live, and it's between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. The two have had long-standing beef, which I've talked about here on the podcast, so it could be electric out there. I'll be sure to keep tabs on it, and who knows, maybe I'll have to record an emergency episode if necessary. So I do recommend checking out the match and even watching back clips from previous versions. It's a really, really awesome way to watch a golf event. So that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. This has been the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network, presented by Bet Online. As always, I'm your host, John Kieran, and until next time, take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.